Have you ever wondered what goes bump in the night? What could be lurking round the corner? What shadows are waiting for us in the dark? Why we feel like we are being watched by the mysterious eyes of an unknown entity? When all rational explanations have been exhausted, it only leaves one explanation. The paranormal. Take a journey into the realm of the paranormal with your hosts, Damon Penny and Ben Winfield. We explore all things paranormal from mediums, to apparitions, from orbs, to the occult, from demons, to angels, and everything in between. So strap in, and join us, as we explore into the unknown. And don't forget, things can get, a little, strange. The Other Dimension Show on Pulse Talk Radio. And welcome, welcome, welcome. It's time for your Saturday night paranormal fix. It's the Other Dimension Show. And I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Mr. Ben Winfield. And also, yeah. Equilibrium Paranormal. Welcome, Kerry and Sarah. Hi. I'm really looking forward to tonight's show. I really am. I'm going to learn because I don't know much about wiccanry and witches and stuff like that but i want to learn so it's, it's going to be fun but before we get into it we've got a bit of housekeeping don't forget guys if you really enjoy the show please support us on patreon it's patreon.com forward slash the other dimension for as little as one pound a month you get a bonus show and you get loads of other goodies and also if you check the link below brand new official the other dimension merchandise available on the pulse talk radio website so if you want some of that Hit the link in the description. So, welcome along, Equilibrium. How are you doing? Thank you so much for having us. No, it's great yeah, to have I you love guys that on. Video. There's, been, there's <laughs> been a lot going on. Um, we've just had a new feature as well on YouTube, which is great. Um, Wicked. We've had new team members joining uh, both sides of the, the uh, collective. So yeah, it's been it's been quite hectic, but it's been good. It's been fun. Mm. Yeah, it's always lots good of, to lots keep of busy. Sorry, <laughs> it's gonna be one of them ones. There's so many people inside. It's gonna be like, ah, I've got I've got to learn to shut up. <laughs> no, don't. We should pass around a talking stick. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Make sure we've got like um a safe zone as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was going to say a safe word. I was like, what kind of pie have you invited me to? <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be surprised what he gets up to. You be oh, no, thanks, mate. No, Thank you. How you been, Ben? <laughs> He's deep in concentration right now. I'm sorry. I am, I am busy doing what I normally do. I've got everything set up on my laptop at the minute. I've just found a list of all obviously talking about witchcraft i've just found a list that i used to have years ago of every single person that's been executed as a witch mm, from indeed. last year till 323 bc <laughs> oh <Wow>. nice <laughs> he loves a list that boy he lives this that boy yeah so lists you always got to be organised. That's the way it goes. Um, That's right. Big, yeah. 
<laughs> Big shouts out to everyone in the chat room, out to Robbie, out to Emma, out to our brother Chris, our little brother Chris, um, our little protege. Welcome along, yep. matey. Out to Kathy as well. And let's dive into the show. So I know you girls are heavily into like um, the witchcraft stuff from back in history. And I know that you girls have got notes to want to talk about. So I'll let you take the floor and then I'll just pop up with some random questions and Ben will I'll pop up with some random questions. <laughs> Sounds. I'll start and then we'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get Sarah in. Um, so going from what Ben was saying about um, having the list of the documented executions and murders of witches throughout history, the first one documented was in London, in, the, in Britain, was in London of an unnamed woman and a son. And they were um, executed, they were hung at the London Bridge for necromancy, stigmata, and witchcraft. Um, so this was the beginning. This is a first documentation we have in the UK, and it's I'm a, I'm a, I'm thinking it's a child, but you know, a mum and her son. So yeah. this, this is where we like Waterhouse. Pardon, Mrs. Waterhouse. Oh, we have a name, Ben. I like you. Fifteen sixty-six. First woman in England. She was born. Yes, she was. Her and her son was. I mean, and we we always like to start on this because when we talk about witchcraft, which is something when we do our own, we we obviously have our own channel, which we've had you guys on. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of the shows that me and Sarah do, we focus on the influential and the atrocities of witchcraft. And we always like to remind those that are watching that these are human beings that have absolutely been tortured beyond um, any kind of mental, emotional, physical capacity where half of these beg to be swum. So this is where, what we're working with um, when we look back. So we are looking, we want to talk about a, uh, four women in particular. One mm-hmm. is mine and Sarah's hero. We, <laughs> we wish we come from her. She's amazing. Um, but I'll start firstly with talking about Sarah Moore. Um, Sarah Moore is based in Essex. She's based in Leon C. The hey. reason why I want to start with her, yeah, what, what? <laughs> the Essex Massive. Yeah. Um, and those that live in Essex or Leon C will know of the Sarah Moore pub. Um, but the reason why I want to start, start with her, she isn't the beginning of witch trials or witchcraft, um, but she is local to me, but she also is a fundamental in understanding an example of how communities perpetuate the horrors of what women do when there's yeah. no evidence to back 100%. it up or little to low ev- like evidence to back it up. Mm-hmm. So Sarah Moore was in, in the 1300s, she was about 80 years old. Um, so if you can imagine a woman living this long yeah. in itself is a feat. So props to her. She outlived two husbands. They both died of cholera. And she had nine children and two of those passed away also to cholera. So she had a really kind of, yeah, crappy life. And she had to provide for her own children plus the ones that she had um, kind of accumulated from her second husband. She took them on and she looked after herself. Um, She had a hair lip. um, So and she when they talk about how she looked, she was quite haggard and, you know, old, looked like she lived a long life with two deceased husbands and a bag full of kids. Yeah. So um, she she lived that life. 
Um, but what she was was a washer lady. So when you go to Sarah Moore, the pub in Leon C, there used to be a sign that used to hang above the door and it would be of an old lady with a washing bag on her back and that was who she was. Um, she would wash people's clothes, but that's what an absolute legend. Her trade was to sell wind. She literally sold wind to sailors. What an absolute legend. Brilliant. Imagine that. Want to buy some wind? Yeah, just give me some silver across my hand. I'll, I'll give you some. So yeah. but that's what she used to do. She used to tie ribbons wind. And depending on what kind of wind the sailor wanted would depend how many knots she would tie into this ribbon. And um, this is what she did. Um, so the reality of her is we have this lady who lived to a really old age with lots of horrible things that happened to her. In the time yeah. that she was around, there was a lot of cholera. A lot of the children that had cholera in her area, it was said that she would leave vials of liquid and the parents would hope that this would put their children, uh, heal them, but it didn't. It put them out of their misery. Um, there's other stories where children would break into a home and in one particular, a young girl um, knocked over a, a gas lamp. It fell on her. When Sarah Moore walked into the room, oxygenated the flames. She was engulfed and uh, she wow. ran into the street. Sarah chased her with a bag and tried to put her out, but... She, uh, the uh, locals would say that she was trying to catch children in a washer bag and take them back into the home. So oh God. she, as a person, was just trying to provide. Now, she is documented. The Essex records have her as passing away at 80 years old in 1300s. Um, but using her as, not using her, but having her as an example, four years later after she passed away was the great flood of the estuary. And even to this day, Locals of Leon C will say that Sarah Moore caused this flood. And she'd passed away four years before. So we have even these historical women that were accused of witchcraft. And even if she was a witch, she mm. she literally was just selling wind, as far as we're aware. Um, there is still <laughs> there's still this perpetuated kind of false collective memory of a community that actually holds her accountable for a documented flood that actually devastated the area. So when we look at these women, this is what we ask ourselves, what, what, why? Why are, we still, why are we still prosecuting women that have passed away for mm. acts that we have little or no evidence for that just was seen for what they were meant to see? So yeah. that's my, my story of Sarah Moore. I, love, I have an affinity with Sarah because I think that she was an incredible woman that had a really hard life and just managed to make money the best way she knew how. Yeah, saleswoman. Single mum. Yeah, hundred percent. Single mum. Yeah, it's an actual like it's what we all experience all the time. People fear what they don't know, and this is where the persecution comes into place. Is when people fear what they don't know. I mean, most of the things you were saying there, they were harmless what she was doing, but because they weren't sure, and because that was that the stigma around her she was just constantly being batted down all the time just for trying to make a living it's crazy and at this point i really want to introduce her bezzy her best mate who is james murrell who was a witch now sarah moore prosecuted ridiculed and absolutely put to shame there's lots of controversy about how she passed away one story was the sailor didn't buy a wind from her 
So when he sailed away, a massive, the great storm came along. This is when the great storm right. was meant to have come. And he struck the South Mars three times. And when they come, managed to get back to shore, they found Sarah with three strikes in the back of her head. Um, another said that she passed away at the Dunkin' Pool in Leon Sea, which was where the witch finder general dunk and murdered three women. Um, mm. But she had a best mate called James Morrill, who was a witch. Now, he wasn't called a witch. He was called a cunning man and royalty right. and, and anyone with any kind of um, social standing would go to him for advice for his skills. All right. So mm. this is just for the simple fact that he's a man and she's a woman. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I might be completely wrong here. I know you have witches and I thought that male witches were called warlocks. But I think that's probably something to do with a game that I've played on the PlayStation yeah. or something. Yeah, so it wah, wah, wah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, a lot of male witches find it offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was just about to say that. Um, a lot of male witches do find it offensive because warlocks are magicians that are usually for the distasteful side. Right. so they're very it's very self-serving um mm. so, necromancers basically yeah yeah i mean i read a i read a book of uh it's the james the first uh demonologist book it was one of the first books i brought uh, i bought sorry put my teeth in um and in there it talks about necromancy and it talks about identifying witches um and they say that necromancy is is the the one way to identify a witch um and in occult practices necromancy is a no-no i mean ben will tell you necromancy is is bad it's really bad do you know what i mean so it, yeah so maybe it was wrong of me to call them warlocks wizards can we go wizards <laughs> <laughs> you're a wizard harry <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> the wand picks yeah, the wizard that- <laughs> it is it's yeah that's it that, that's true i'm not gonna lie that's mm-hmm. true i mean i found many a good sticks while i've been out on the walk and it found me i should say um but yeah and that is basically can i just say that is witchcraft looking at the moon going oh no it's a full moon where's my crystals and oh that's a pretty stick yeah i, bet I can put some crystals on that stick 100%. i obviously minimize but it is now <laughs> people's versions of what witchcraft is is isn't what it is people look at witches and they don't see me and sarah they see, you know, um, what's hat. that witch from? Yeah, what's that witch from the cartoon show from years ago? Do you remember her with the big Sabrina. fluffy? No, the green hair and the wart on the nose. It was oh, what the, the woman from Wicked, the Wicked Witch of the West? Oh, I cannot remember her name. That's going to kill me now. She had a little... Who? Wizard of Oz. No, oh, she had a crocodile friend. Crocodile friend. I think I'm just majorly too young for this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but people think of that as witches. They don't see the likes of me and Sarah. And they see us around a cauldron. And don't get me wrong, we do have one, but it's not as big as what others think they are. And they see us, you know, putting people in jars, which I guess we do, but it's not them, it's their names. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But it's not them. Huh? Crop bags. 
Grab bags. That's it. Yes, Ben. God, you <laughs> are handy. Aren't told you? He's free. He is. I try. I try. Yeah. And he's pocket size as well, so you can take him wherever you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> if ever there was a selling point, that would be it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. When you look at Wickenry, practicing Wickenry now, my missus practices Wickenry. She's been doing it for a little while now. And it's it's all intent. Everything's intent. You have to have to put the right intentions in your potions that you're making. You have to put the right intent in whether it's a bath bomb or a love spell. If you haven't got the right intent, it can backfire and go backwards and end up doing the opposite of what you want it to do. You know, that's what yeah. I've learned with Wickenry. So you could do like... Oh, I want to lose weight, so I'm going to do a spell for that. However, it could backfire and you lose a leg or you become <laughs> yeah. ill. You know, yeah. got, you know, the universe is very literal. You need to be really directing the right intentions and covering all bases. So it is yeah. definitely a skill. Yeah, definitely, hundred yeah. percent. I'll give you an example. Um, my first ever one I did, I did it with a friend, like a little, um, it was a, it was a prosperity spell and it was, um, just to bring prosperity in all different types of manner into my life. And one of the things I was thinking in my head was like, I want to be able to save money and I want to be able to do this and this and this. And we had different things, different, there was different components to it. And one of them was this crystal, which was essentially a magnet right. and you were supposed to put this magnet in your purse, which I did. Right. Next more bank card. <laughs> so I say money, I can't use it. Completely <laughs> wipes it. So I mean, it worked. It did make you save money, but at the same time, yeah, you do. It is about being smart and really being clear with what you want. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And also, we do get a lot of people. We we got two sides of the fence. We have people that say people should be able to craft how they want to, and no one should tell anyone what to do and then we have mm. others that will say no we have a very strict way of being able to do it to respect your your, your dieties and, and the work you do so it is a very difficult area to be able to share knowledge in in terms of there there's no real right way or there's no real yeah. wrong way yeah no 100 percent. Yeah. got a few questions here on the chat for you um you. christian's saying Oh, this is more of a statement more than a thing. He says Thomas Doughty was executed for witchcraft and mutiny and treason in 1578. So Yeah, just like women. It weren't women, it was men and, and children. We did yeah. come up with a few men that was uh, yeah. tried. Yeah. We'll I get bet they got away with it, though. <laughs> just in response to Chris's uh, comment as well on there, I did just send him information on Wiki. Just to show that it wasn't just in Europe, Europe. There was um, someone executed in the Han Dynasty, 91 BC. Mm. Oh. There's a lot more on there than there is on this list. I know that for a fact there was a lot more in China. Yeah. And out towards the Middle East, there's a hell of a lot more that's documented. Mm. And can we say there's people still to this date that are executed for witchcraft? In fact, uh, two seconds. The last. One was September 2020. What, for actual witchcraft? For actual witchcraft. witchcraft. That was Somalia, and they were yeah. killed by oh, Irish right. 
Um, yeah, because yeah. it would be more of like a superstitious country, countries and, and cultures that have that superstition. If you look at stuff like um, voodoo and the practice of Paolo Mambe, they mm. believe in witchcraft and sorcerers and that. So I think in them sort of cultures, it would be more sort of people getting executed for witchcraft. I mean, you wouldn't see it in England. Uh, Ben's probably going to prove me wrong now, but there you go. <laughs> there is, there right. is, there. Yes. 1986, I believe, in Derby, four people were arrested for witchcraft and they were tried for witchcraft and they're still in prison. Wow. That's like the and year before I was born. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's in our lifetime, which is when we're going we're gonna to speak about Sybil Lake, who is an absolute boss. And yeah. it is the thing she changed is unbelievable. Um, but uh, yeah, before I go on, is there any more? Sorry, you said there's more uh, questions. Yeah, Kathy wants to know, do you know anything about Suffolk witches? Is This is the Ipswich witches, right? We're going to no, speak about... Suffolk witch trials, 1645. 1645. Oh, the witches, what are the names? Up. Yeah, uh, what are the witches' names in the, in the Suffolk witch trials? You have Mary Claire Cloves. Um, you have a John Lowe's. Yeah, Mary John Smith, Lowe, yes. Yes. Uh, Anne Leach, Anne Wright. Uh, there's quite a few people. Yeah. There's uh, 16 we're... to 18 people executed. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. There was, I mean, the first UK witch trials was actually started off by your boy who done the demonology. Um, John, John, demonologist um, book. John D. Over there. No, not John D. No. The King. James. King James. Yeah, King first James. Oh. 1537 he, by King yeah, James. Yeah, he started it off. He he went over to um, Europe to marry, marry um, Princess Anne. And yeah. whilst he was over there, there was a storm and he wasn't able to travel back straight away. And then when the crew that took him back went back to Europe, they held a witch trial because they believed that witches sent magical imps to the ship to try and kill the king. Um, oh. And when he found out, he held his own one in Scotland, um, which there was about 100 people that were, um, that were accused of witchcraft. Um, and he begun it. And that's when he wrote the demonology book. And, and we have Matthew Hopkins, who lived and died by that book, and wrote his own um, pamphlet based on it. And that's how he mm -hmm. started the witch trials. Yeah. I mean, I've read that book. And it's, it, it's really confusing because um, of the way it's written. It's written in Old English. It's a conversation yeah. between Appy and Faye, isn't it? And he sort of, mm -hmm. they they sort of talking about how can you prove that someone's a witch, and then uh, Faye always replies with these long winded where he could just use like one word. But <laughs> the thing that gets me <laughs> with that, the whole book is the mention of the serpent in it the whole way through. There's always mention of this okay. serpent, and I think that's some sort of way of like um, auto suggesting that witchcraft is related to the devil, the serpent in the Garden of Eden when. If you actually look into Wiccan and Pagan and Druid, which because they're, they're all kind of alike, they're all very natural religions. It's got nothing to do with the devil at all. It's just more worshiping nature and the god and goddess, and you know. Well, the serpent actually does stand for uh, pagans in general. Um, you've heard, like obviously in the UK, we have St George's Day, and. Yeah slaying of the dragon well basically that is the result of 
uh, the church running out pagans. Mm. And and the same within Ireland, St. Patrick's Day, the yeah. same yeah. thing, the snakes of the pagans. So celebrating such dark things. I know. I know. We're like, yeah, Guinness, guys. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but, it, it is always funny as well that St. George was actually Turkish. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. But so yes. Santa. Santa's Turkish. So Santa, I, yes, I keep trying to yes. tell these people. Santa was Turkish. Don't even start me on Jesus. <laughs> yeah. One thing people do get confused a lot with the witch trials is the Inquisition. And the Inquisition weren't actually after witches. They were after heresy and they were after pagans. That's why you had the yeah. Teutonic Order, the, the Crusades of the North. Now, these mm. do tend to get mixed up a lot. Yeah. Just for your random facts in there, Damon. <laughs> no, it's, it's very, very valid. I agree. No, I do agree. <laughs> I'm my boss eyed already. <laughs> I should Quite be taking right. notes. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know you want to talk about Sybil Leak. Now, I've heard this name a few times, but I don't know much about it. So hit me with the knowledge. Hit oh, me with the K-bomb. She is a woman. We what we should that? really end with her, but we're so excited about it. We'll go straight in. Go, we'll go for straight it. In. She is an absolute don. Um, we first come across her when we started doing some work with um, Hans Holzer. I'm, I don't know if you're um, familiar with him. He is mm. the parapsychologist who yes. used... Um, who use mediumship as part of his paranormal research, which in itself is yep. a bit of a contradiction because paranormal parapsychology is science-based. It's meant to be measured by science, whereas he used mediumship. So that's how we come across him, um, Civil Lake. Um, mm -hmm. We got, yeah, to start with her story, we have to start at the very beginning with her. Um, she really started coming into her own where she, um, she was a witch. She was a witch at a time where being a witch was not okay, and she celebrated being a witch. I'm here, I'm a witch, deal with it. Um, yeah. yeah, she didn't she, hide it at all. No. Good. She was a, That's she be. was a spy. She was a spy in World War II. Um, she would yeah. actually write um, horoscopes for uh, Nazis, and she would actually suggest when Britons or where, where certain things would happen at a certain time so that they would fly their um, their planes over and, that, and they were able to, yeah, do their magic with that. So she did that for a while, which is amazing. Um, mm -hmm. She then started doing a lot of work around abolishing the witch, Witchcraft Act, which at her time, I mean, um, Sybil Lake was in 1917, Wow. Um, right. That's when she was born. Yeah. Um, she, the, and and the, the, the Witchcraft Act, as it was back in the day from, you know, um, the Witchfinder General, still remained. So what actually happened was they changed it from being the Witchcraft Act to the Fraudulent Medium Act. Um, this is where we see the, you know, the changes with the um, mediumship and psychic mediumship coming forward. Yeah. Um, but she's, that's where she started her life. And then she raised the sons. She's got two sons. She raised them. Um, she is very well educated. She was a head of a coven, the world's, UK's most famous coven. Um, she was a head of that coven at the age of 27. Wow. Um, and she used to travel the world doing her, sharing her gifts. Um, and then she found out that she was related. She knew this anyway, but she found out she was related to a witch that was in Ireland. It was in Ireland, wasn't it, Sarah? Mm. Um, and she, this, I mean, back in the day, um, well, 
I don't know how recently it stopped, but if you was a witch and you passed away in your your community, they would bury you at the back of the church with your headstone facing away from the church. Yes. So what happened was this um, this woman was accused. I'm laughing because what they did is a, it's absolutely nuts. It's absolutely insane. But they accused this woman of witchcraft, which to be fair, she probably was a witch. But she, what she was accused for wasn't, you know, um, it's very unlikely. She was accused for se- of ascending her, um, but it's not a crow. What's it called, Sarah? Raven. Jackdaw. Jackdaw. She was accused of sending her jackdaw um, to make uh, a father and his son feel ill. She was then. um, She um, was then. She was. She was executed, wasn't she? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And then they were so scared of this jackdaw that they would then un like redig her, like dig her up, and take her live jackdaw. And then put the jackdaw in the coffin with him, with her, and then bury the jackdaw alive because she was. They were so afraid. Um, so what Sybil Leake did was she got her jackdaw, and she walked through the streets of that community with her jackdaw, and she sat by that grave. Um, and again, this is at a time where that this was not seen as something that's positive to do, or um, you know being proud of who you were was not okay. She was shameless. She, there was no shame in it. Mm. She was very yeah. empowered, wasn't she? She was very empowered. She spoke very much of uh, women's rights. She did a lot for women's rights. She did a lot about empowering women to be who they should be. She did a lot for the, the witch community, for who we have a lot. They say that every every pagan is a witch, but not every witch is a pagan, right? Mm-hmm. So, But she did everything for witches alike. Um, pagan, Wiccan, or otherwise, um, we have a lot to be thankful for. For her, she really did change the world in her short life. She long sounds life. like it. She definitely does. She died in the sixties. Yeah. yeah, but what she we helped, was most. She helped abolish the Witchcraft Act in nineteen fifty-one. So she's done us massive favour. Hundred percent. She was one of the mediums that worked on the Amityville horror case with um, the Warrens. She was one of the um, physical mediums in there with um, Hans Holzer. She also had regular meets with, um, I think, Alistair Crowley would come to her house. And she would have regular meets with Alistair Crowley. Um, So she was very well, very well read with, with her craft. And her family were academics. So she would have lots of meetings with lots of different people like Alistair Crowley and, and others that were um, in the community. Twice in one show. Kerry mentioned the A word, twice in one show. Oh, dear. Oh, you're not allowed to do it. Is there a forfeit? What do I no. have to do? No, we, we call it the curse of Crowley. Whenever one of us looks into Crowley or someone looks into Crowley, something bad goes wrong in, in life. So we sort of stay away from it. That's <laughs> weird. That for a third time then. Yeah. Alistair Crowley in... Oh, I can't remember his name, first name. Gardner. John Gardner. Gerald mm. Gardner. Gerald Gardner. He's the one that, yeah, created the Wiccanism, isn't it? Yeah, they all created the start of Wiccanism, but Alistair, a lot of Alistair Crowley's knowledge was stolen. So he's not a lot of his knowledge bears a lot of uh, bad juju, as I like to say with it all. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. In. There is there is a list in Cultology of all the demonics that helped him, and they're all they're all classified now as the cursed ones. Oh yeah. wow, yeah. that's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, and touch wood. Yeah, well, 
I've read into it a little bit, you know, the whole Liberia 7-7 and the numerology and Dumantri behind that and the whole theology and Philema and the Golden Dawn and all that sort of thing. I've looked into all of it, but things have started going wrong. So it's like the Curse of Crowley. So <laughs> it is a bit bad. I mean, Sybil, Sybil is an absolute don, so I feel very protected by her. But we'll, we'll, <laughs> swerve, the re- we'll swerve the A word. Yeah. She wrote a lot of books and stuff as well. She was an author. She uh, she was on radio shows. She was on TV shows. So mm. everybody knew her. She she was a celebrity. She was the celebrity witch. But not only okay. that, but she was an she was a activist for. Yeah. Oh, right. We have to remember as well with witchcraft and with mediumship. I mean, a lot when you think about the times when all this happened in particular going a little bit further back where women weren't allowed to talk without men being present yeah women were able to use the platform of mediumship and witchcraft to be able to talk about the feelings that they had in terms of their um you know equality you know like suffragettes suffragettes have a lot to do with the movement in mediumship it it started in the same place mediumship started out in and they used it as a platform to be able to i know i'm going further back but this is the thing that it runs concurrent throughout you know it's done yeah. a lot to empower women 100 percent. Yeah. 100%. it's almost like the um people call them feminazis nowadays which i think is a bit unfair you bit know <laughs> but it started <laughs> I, I, I play life like catchphrase i say what i say um yeah. <laughs> it's where you gotta be but it all started back in if you look at the real story of creation with lilith when she was not subservient to adam and then got banished down to hell so i mean it, it comes into every part of life and it seems like sybil was just following that progression and trying to become herself it's not so much about being a woman but it's about being yourself and being accepted for who you are and having that freedom without having being prosecuted one of the last interviews that i see as i see of hers um the interview asked her like um how does she feel about the prosecution that happened years ago and she said no prosecution still happens today and she's right today it still yeah. is when we look at how the media how media perpetuates the the image of of the witch you know yeah. um how it's kind of false fed in a way that that you know we we cook children and we we want to cut off penises and wear them as earrings and stuff <laughs> like chance to be a fine thing guys what is that? 100%. 100 you know <laughs> i mean come on yeah no i agree i agree i agree but on that bombshell we are we're going to go into a quick ad break but before that i'm just going to pass over to our brand new co-host and our presenter over there in the uh, tod newsroom so we'll be back very soon Hello everybody, this is Peter Geis reporting here from TOD Paranormal News. In this week, our top story, 
The Conjuring House, the inspiration for the 2013 film, is now up for sale. If you have £1.2 million, you can buy it. The house located in uh, Rhode Island in America is now up for sale. It's a 19th century farmhouse with 300 square feet, three bedrooms and one and a half bedrooms. So if you've got the prime money, you can now head over there and buy it. How you get one and a half bedrooms, though, I do not know. Also in the news, a paranormal investigation team in Ireland visited Moore House, and in this they took a picture of an apparition. If you wish to see the picture, head over to Paranormal Supernatural Ireland to see the picture that was taken here at Moore House. And in our final story tonight on the brand new TOD Paranormal um, News Network, we have a dad and a son that feel like they're living in the conjuring with shadowy figures and dogs growling it's a strange thing happening in england and it's definitely something that needs to be looked into from now on guys we will be doing this every week i am your host peter geist please keep it locked to the other dimension show and remember we're always on the other side Pulse Talk Radio, the place to come for talk shows about the paranormal. Sponsored by The Psychic Clinic. Empowering self-healing. ThePsychicClinic.com Do you enjoy the Other Dimensions show? Do you want more from the boys? Do you need that one more show? Well, have we got a treat for you. Head over to www.patreon.com and become an official patron of the show. For just £3 a month you get a weekly bonus episode. This bonus episode can only be heard on Patreon by the true ODDs, so don't miss out. www.patreon.com and sign up today. Right. And we're back on the other side. I want to send thank you to Mr. Peter Geist, who uh, will be supplying the news every week. <laughs> oh, ben. Yes, ben. I really need to practice. Yes. <laughs> no, I think I think that was a point. Mm, I like his name, Peter Geist. It's quite cool. <laughs> <laughs> right, guys. <laughs> Don't forget, do, if you do... do you... Go on. <laughs> How do we come from that? Where do we go from here? I have no idea. years of studying. (laughs) around the world have never, 258 cases, have never prepared me ever for something like that. (laughs) It's a true story. True story. I think he was right about the A word. (laughs) Yeah, it is the curse. Um... (laughs) I, I don't know. It was a something last minute dot com. Seemed cool. I like it. it I'm going to carry good. on doing it. it was, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I Around think. You, I think. <laughs> everyone, take a vote now. Who thinks Damien should carry on doing doing it? Sarah, yeah, voted in. Yeah, uh, ben, ben, you uh, in? Just to see uh, how far it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks to be you, Ben. It took me ages to make that news video. <laughs> oh, it was you! I didn't yeah. realize. <laughs> yeah, that was shot you from the other studio. I'm going to bombard you with new stories. <laughs> 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 Can I just say, Matt's just written up. Um, if Wish 
did news. <laughs> <laughs> Way older Thanks, than Matt. what I got. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I will practice. I will practice. It's going to get good. <laughs> Oh, don't forget, guys, if you do like the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash the other dimension, sign up today. There's two tiers. You can get the bonus show for a pound a month. And if you pay three pounds a month, like I like to say, a McDonald's meal, you can support the show and you get a free PDF book every month, loads and loads of free posts, and you get to watch the bonus show live. So if you want to do that, head over there. Let's get back to the conversation. You'll also get exclusive to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben is like Mr. Exclusive Post over there on Patreon. He just throws stuff up there, and even I haven't seen it. And I'm just thinking, oh, someone's got a favourite. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Peter uh, Geist, let me tell you. Oh, uh, that guy. He, he, he's a ladies' man, Peter Geist. <laughs> he looks it. Stud muffin. <laughs> right let's get back to the show now i know there was some other people that you wanted to talk about in your list i think we've done three so far i think there's one we've... more no we've done two have we really we've got two yeah. more to go yeah we've I done the beginning count. and the end and now we're going uh, through we've got to do now. <laughs> right so we've had the two bits of bread let's go for the ham and cheese yeah. yes we just track after two we can't count beyond. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Okay, well, we're going to start um, in date order. So um, we briefly spoke about the Ipswich witches. Now, I don't really like talking about the Witchfinder General because I think he's a, an absolute, absolute like... A-hole. Yeah, so a-hole. <laughs> That's what I was going to go with. It was in my head. You're psychic. I was like, yes, no, I can't say it's it. Intent. That's I've what already, it is. I've already <laughs> said penis once. I can't say a-hole as well. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so um, we had the Ipswich Witches. Now, to really understand what was going on at this point, we've got the Witchfinder General. He's riding his way through. He's having a good old time. He's making sure he sells his wares. He's, he's exhibiting exhibitionist. Yeah, he's yeah. just hanging people off of, like, ta- like around the perimeters of communities so that people know that there was a witch there and now there isn't. And in the mix of this, you've got Ipswich. You have, just after the Cold War, there's so much unrest. There's no law that's being upheld at this point. Parliament's all over the place. There's stuff going on with the royal family. There's long, cold winters, really bad summers, poor crops. So this is where we're at with Ipswich. Mm-hmm. So we have this. They're all kind of looking at each other now and going, where have we gone wrong? What have we done so bad that we deserve what we're going through right now? Must be the witches. So 100%. they decide that they're going to... Yeah, oh, first thing I was going to think of. <laughs> yeah. In the same community, you had women that were widowed. Now, the council was like, what are we going to do with this surplus women? We'll put them on a piece of land and we'll give them spindles and they can live their best lives just spindling away. But one of the um, criteria of being a witch was to have a spindle, so it kind of set them up, really. Yeah. Um Another thing was not a lot of the women were well-read or not a lot of the women actually was allowed to go into church without husbands. So as they didn't have husbands, they couldn't go to church. So the women that could read would hold private Bible studies, covens of. And again, this is what they say, the covens, they're they're a gaggle of witches and they're doing. So all this is going on, mass hysteria and and lots of uh, paranoia. 
So cue Mary Luckland. Now, the reason why Mary Luckland is such a pivotal character within the witchcraft um, trials across the world, not just with Witchfinder General, but in general, her story is so unique. Um, Mary Luckland was um, an old lady when she was accused. Um, but at the same time, they were like, you know what? Your husband died 20 years ago. We've got a good feeling that you did it. Um, no evidence whatsoever, but we just we just get that vibe. We feel it in our waters. Um, around about this time, King Henry was a little bit paranoid. Um, he felt like maybe his wives had a bit of a bad vibe about him. So he right. decided to pass a law that said that if a woman was to conspire against her husband or murder her husband, that she would be boiled in a vat of oil. Now, this was a law at the time. So what they actually did, and the reason why Mary Luckland is so pivotal to this is because she's one of two women that was burnt at the stake in the UK. Now, the reason why they did this was for two reasons. They accused her of murdering her husband and 20 years prior, um, and they couldn't get enough oil to boil her, um, so they decided to burn her at the stake. Ah, uh, that's but the um, the great oil shortage. People were queuing at the, the oil stations. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, but I mean, the, 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 the fact that this was, I mean, the fact that they, the first thing they thought of was like, right, we're going to have to boil these women. Um, but again, the reason why we talk about Mary Luckland and why we feel she's so pivotal and what makes her so unique, it doesn't take away from the stories of the other women that have gone through so much. But again, mm. it's to remind us that these are actual human beings that literally yeah. are just living their lives and someone has just decided to accuse them of, of a witch with little to no in, like evidence. And they yeah. go ahead and they, they torture them in the worst ways. I mean, some of the torture methods me and Sarah spoke about in our last show, um, sleep deprivation, sleep stress, yeah. like... Um, stressful uh, seating positions um, making them walk for four days and when they are able to finally sit down and drop off they make them get up again and do it um, they would swim them one person would have one side of the rope another with another and she would be they would just dunk them in and out of the water now the whole point of swimming was simply because they felt that if they sunk to the bottom then they die an honorable death you know yeah you died but you're not a witch so at least you know you've got that um yeah but if you don't and you float the reason you do this is because you're repelling the body of Christ, you're, you're repelling your Baptist. So therefore, what if you repel that, then you would naturally repel water. So therefore, you would float. Um, of course, no one float because that's just stupid. Um, <laughs> so that's another thing that they would do. These things happen publicly as well. This was humiliation in communities. Um, so when these women were, were accused, um, mm. Not only would they, they, these are communities they probably lived in all their lives. That's all they knew. They worked, raised their children there, whether they would have, you know, um, done their shopping in these communities, have families, and they'll be ostracized. So these women would actually beg for them to do this to them so they, they can prove that they're not a witch because what the mental torture seems to be, you know, far more than the physical torture that they, they were potentially going to be going through. Yeah. So I don't know if Sarah's got anything more to add about um, ads about uh, Mary Lackland. I actually missed half of that. Sorry, the sound went. It's like no, <laughs> that's okay. I'll leave and then quietly come back. <laughs> Sorry, 
So that's another, that's, you know, some reason why we, we, we speak about Mary Lachlan because it's just such a unique case, but to the lengths that these people would go to do, to um, torture. Yeah. That's the one thing that gets me about this because, I mean, you watch a lot of documentaries or say you, you know, in general, we, we, lo- we read and we watch documentaries and mm-hmm. we study and we become academics in areas. And it t- helps us to kind of desensitize because we're talking about it so matter of factly that we aren't actually sitting in that yeah. and I- imagining for a second the sheer horror that those women probably were going through and the absolute excruciating, excruciating pain that they would have experienced yeah. and that all this would happen in front of their family. Yeah. I do think they do also forget to... Like they don't really do a write up or anything to describe like how the their families felt because these women they they had families they had friends yeah. how did this impact them we we lose the uh, emotional connection to these people because yeah. of the way they're portrayed and I think that I mean it's, I, I mean Kerry's the same we we. We really feel for them because of the emotional detachment. Yeah. Within the stories. Yeah. I mean, we liken, I mean, it's not the same. It's not. I'm not making a comparison because it's a like for like. But the situation itself, when you look at, completely going off topic, but if you look at the women that were murdered um, during the uh, Jack the Ripper and mm. what is spoken, most of these women were never prostitutes. They were no. never working the streets. They, they never, they, they, some of them were forced to um, have divorces or just were, you know, out at the wrong time. They weren't drunk. You know, when you actually look at these women's stories and actually have an idea of who they were, you see it completely different. You see not the murderer that's gone around killing people and the, the fact that he was unnamed for so long or allegedly some people have named him you know there's lots of different identities now um but you start looking at the women as actual human beings that had lives that just really had a crap time 100 percent, 100 percent. everyone always forgets the victim it's like um Mm -hmm. when you watch these uh true crime documentaries it will be like the confessions of of ian huntley or charles manson the victims are always forgotten and that's always been the same way through history. And it's when the collective group up on the minority. So, for instance, at the time when you're talking about, the witches were the minority. And the collective are ganging up on them. And it seems... I mean, me and Ben always talk about history repeating itself. It's always going to yeah. repeat itself. Because we don't yeah. learn from our history. Yeah. And I'm glad that you said about the whole Jack the Ripper thing. Because I'm a major conspiracy fan. And I've looked into Jack the Ripper. And... I do honestly believe that he was the physician for the prince at the time, but that's for another story. But <laughs> yeah. do you know what I mean? I mean, we'll Ben, I bet you've got some theories on old Jack the Ripper, and yeah. <laughs> I stay out of them theories due to <laughs> um, due to undocumented discovery of certain notes that have been discovered in certain locations. <laughs> Joy, a very ben wise like, man once said yeah ben, ben is literally <laughs> like you know oh what is it he's like um the little old chinese person on the film that gives you the proverb 
<laughs> and you have to go away and work it out. <laughs> it's like so secretive. It's crazy. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's what I keep going on about shows. So think, because I know that I'm like in a very small, I say small circle. I'm in one of these private circles of all private collectors that have certain things. Mm. And certain things they own in private collections can just change history left, right, and centre. But you, uh, mate, you can't yeah. say anything. <laughs> I don't believe our history. Yeah. I never have done. I think the whole yeah. thing's made up. I mean, if anyone out there that's listening wants to get into how history is fake, just try and search up Tartaria and Kazaria. It's a major thing. So, And not only that, but the clue is in its title, his story. Yeah. That's it. It's just a story and it's one-sided. You look yep. at our curriculum, going completely off, but you look at our curriculum, it's very one-sided. So it is, and it's a story. It's yep. his story. It's <laughs> so, usually written in order to uh, serve someone and some people. Yep. Yeah. History is written again, by the victor. conspiracy theories. Yeah, that's exactly it, Ben. He, it is written by the victor. Yeah, I agree. It yeah. is. It is. And I mean, the whole thing with history itself, it's always one sided. It's a never two sided story. And like you said, the, the history is always written by the victor. And I'm 100% mm. believe that. 100% behind that. Peter is as well. So. <laughs> but. I just I just tweaked. Sorry. I was a little bit slow to that part. I'm like, who's Peter? I can just go, yeah, smiling way. Yeah, smile, Kerry. Like, you know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I mean, there's one more that you want to cover, and we've got about yes. eight minutes. So if you can, it's, it's really quick. It's fine. Yeah, go for it's it. not really quick, but I can make it quick. Um, so the last lady. Now this isn't the end of the story for witchcraft and and trials, like Ben says. This is recent as last year and probably this year. Um, but another story that we picked for tonight is Elizabeth Clark, uh, 1500. Although Ben's got the exact date. Um. Elizabeth Clark was accused of witchcraft and she is the only one documented in history to be proven not guilty under the Witchfinder uh, General's regime. And she went through four days and nights of absolute horrific torture. Um, This includes sleep deprivation, uh, deprivation, sorry. Um, She wasn't able to, they gave her no food, no water. Um, Basic needs weren't met and she was kept in the most horrific way. Um, And she had one leg. And she was 70 years old when she did this. So she basically gave a big F you to the Witchfinder General. And we live for that. We live yeah. for her. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> nice Rage against the machine and all that lot. Yeah, go go yeah, against the grain. 100%. 100%. Exactly I'm that. not going to say the same joke that I said before. So I'm going to keep that to myself. <laughs> I mean, the, all the... Look. If we look at all the stories you've been saying tonight, and I know you only said like four, and there's hundreds out there, there's always that reoccurring story there that these people that have been accused of something, then they're being accused of something that's completely irrelevant. They're just going about their their day to day and what they believe in, practicing their religion. You can't sit there and say to somebody, you know, um, take for instance Opus Day the really hardcore sect of Catholicism who like to give themselves their own stigmata. You can't prosecute them for doing that because that's what they believe in. 
even though it's different from what you believe in it's not fair because everyone's got their own mind we're all unique in our own way we should practice what we want to do in our own way and that's the way i look and, at things and i always have done and, and i agree today as well and i think it's time we change that well a, a, one thing that i always say is name one person that has been murdered killed or prosecuted in the name of wiccanism or paganism or it's one religion that I've come there's there is probably more but it's one it's one path that I've come across where it is do as you do but doing in the mind especially Wiccanism the the mm -hmm. Wiccans right you know yeah. do do as you do but it's going to come back to you three times yes. so the threefold rule the so that none. yeah the rule of three yeah that's yeah, why they have the triple moon yeah that is where well, the triple goddess yeah so we have the mother the maiden the mother and the crone which is also um we also say is a representation of lilith as well um can be yeah. argued to be um but yeah the triple goddess who is everything she was is originally yes. was actually originally a representation of three sisters yeah we covered that on the show before three. yeah, yeah. past present and future in it ben yeah, that's, that's where you get the, the branch off between modern. The, I don't mean to be offensive or anything. It's just how I find mm. of modern Wiccanism and the ancient wise witches. The yeah. ancient wise witches still follow three sisters. The modern, modernization one is the three goddess. Mm. Yeah, so, you, yeah, the, 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 the fates, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But that yeah. tears into everything from sharp. That's the old shamanism stuff like that. That's the ancient wise women and stuff like that. Where a, what your class as a witch would be able to walk into a, an entire city and dethrone the king would only step down off the throne for that that woman. Yeah, the woman then would have full power at that point in time. Started dying out just after the Saxons when Christianity started to gain more control of the western western hemisphere. Yeah, and and yeah, it's we've evolved, we've evolved, and and it will continue evolving. For yeah. us, essentially, the triple goddess is a representation of the three stages of womanhood: the maiden, the mother, and the crone, and how we go through that cycle yearly. We go through that every, we go through that stage so many times, you know. So, but yeah, like Benna said, how that is viewed and the adaption of that has changed over the years, and it will continue to. That's what yeah. makes paganism and, and Wiccanism. Are so unique is because it is unique to that person. Uh, yeah. I identify as a Celtic witch with my roots, and Sarah identifies as a, as a pagan. We we can work together, but we're never we're not always going to see eye to eye, which is that's okay as we well. And I, yeah, because we know that what one person's truth is isn't necessarily the truth of someone else. Yeah. Definitely, we're all on different paths. We're all at different stages in our soul life, if you want to mm -hmm. put it that way. Uh, we're all learning different lessons. Some of us are more uh, advanced than others, and that's okay because at the end of the day, you can learn yourself and grow from another person's perspective. Yeah, blessed yeah. be, blessed be, so mote it be, and all that. <laughs> no, I mean, the original one was Blessed Be Sons of the Sea. Yeah, it was. That yeah, guy, I've seen that a couple of times actually. It's come up in a few that of my books. Um, 
we've got about two or three minutes left, but I've got a question that I wanted been asking you all night. Um, I've been wanting to get Wiccans on the show to ask him this question for ages, and it's something that's been bugging me. We get accused all the time on our show. The only reason we do what we do is because demons are trending, and they always get these things hashtag demons. And you know you've got this thing now on TikTok where it's like, you know, um, you've got witch talk and stuff like this. We were talking and about people... this today. Yeah, it, we it knew me. this was going to come up. We it knew really it. bugs me. Just yeah. because I like demons and you like witches, it doesn't mean that we're doing it because it's trending. And I don't understand why witches nowadays are labelling themselves. You have baby witches. You have uh, we... garden witches. You have... <laughs> it's it's so crazy. Weird. A witch we literally a witch. Was, We knew this conversation was going to come up. We literally had this exact same conversation. And oh, we yeah. even labelled some witches as well. Yeah. Um, baby witch. I find it is yeah. so disempowering yes. exactly it's the yogurt tree it's the yogurt tree we're all learning we never stop isn't a garden witch basically a herbalist yes which is well, what witches were originally a green a green witch you know green. so yeah. that's what they yeah. you got green green witch sea witch moon witch blood witch you know Cosmic sex witch, witch. Yeah. yeah you have <laughs> so many different things but then this is the thing this is what we were saying is that everyone has their own truth and it literally just means that someone has had preference to work with working with that energy one yeah. thing i'll say about witch talk which is me and sarah is like absolutely nuts that a little while ago they actually tried to hex the moon and fae who messes with fae who <laughs> messes mess with, with the fae don't mess with the fae no no. If anyone gets anything from this conversation, this show tonight is you do not mess with Faye. Don't <laughs> even get fair, me started on Elf in the Shelf. Wait for it. <laughs> I, I've been, people have, over the years, I think I've had about 20, 25 people try and hex me over the years. Unhexable. He is the, the unhexable, unreadable man. I promise you that now. He's like the shadow of the paranormal. You just can't get anything of <laughs> <laughs> I, I treat, yeah, I, I believe that belief is in the intent and the intent is in the yes. belief. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. The only reason I wanted to ask that is when my missus started getting into Wiccanry and that, she was watching all these YouTube videos and it's um, what makes you a green witch, what makes you a sea witch. And she just turned around to me and she said, I'm I'm not anything, I'm, I'm just practicing Wiccan. And it's just like, you know, well done, well done. Eclectic. <laughs> Eclectic yeah. witch. <laughs> now you're labelling it again. Called. You're labelling it again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, they, it has. Although I, I, I actually identify as a Celtic. Celt- I've got Celtic roots, so mm-hmm. um, I have naturally ginger hair and lots of freckles and blue eyes and Welsh and Irish heritage. So um, I identify with the uh, the Celtic deities. So that's why mm-hmm. I identify as a Celtic witch. Because, you know, we have some interesting and fantastic goddesses coming from Ireland and um, Bridget and stuff like that. So stuff like that, people like that, deities like that. So, but yeah, yeah, collecting basically means you take a bit of everything and you use it. But someone obviously had to label that as well. So, yeah. Otherwise, <laughs> I, could, I could myself identify as a Celtic witch. I'm um, from Roman gypsy lineage mm-hmm. um, from Ireland. Uh, so... But I, I don't, it's more of an identity thing, I think, yeah. with all these different labels. It just makes it easier for people in the community to work out their speciality. Yeah. I or suppose. how well they work with a type of energy. Yeah. yeah. 
wouldn't it be Woden? Is because Celtic was more up towards French, like Gaul and Germanic, and Wodenism was the British Isles. Celts are the original settlers in the UK. The they are the original settlers. They were pushed out to Ireland, Scotland, and Wales by the the Vikings that came and conquered. Why well, we've got places yeah, like I'm, Benfleet. No, I'm I'm on about like pre. I'm on about the Roman era. Is pre-Roman era. The Romans uh, I mean, the original founding religions of the British Isles. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Celtism was like towards more Germanic and Gallic tribes. So I'm, I may be wrong. Gaelic, but... yeah, Gaelic is still um, Gaelic. Did you say Gaelic? No, I said Celt- uh, Celtic was more the Germanic and Gaul. Oh, like sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm yeah. even wrong. I just it's how I no, remember. No, no, no. There's every chance that you're right, and I mean, as far as my understanding of where Celtics were, and kind of where I've kind of found my place, it's kind of there. But you probably are are right in what you're saying, so it's something that I can look at. Definitely, definitely. I mean, it's been a great show. We're gonna have to get you guys back on again and talk about deities and and stuff like that because that's where we will actually know. Me and Ben might actually know a few bits, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah, that sounds um, good. It's it's yeah, it's always nice to have friendly, peaceful debates. You don't get it. No, you don't. No. That's the thing. People they they will give their opinion, and when you go against their opinion, they'll just storm off or something. Or you know, we like a bit of. Friendly no, you got to learn. Here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I'm sure. I'm sure we can both we have so far the conversations that we've had with yourself and Ben we've we've come away with a lot of lot of info that we haven't had before so um you guys have yeah you've exposed us to a lot and and things that we've taken on the advice that you've used that you you know the kind of insight that you gave us about historical links in terms of protection are things that we've taken on board ourselves so you know it's it's good to have conversations and yeah we appreciate Definitely. coming along. Thank you so much Me, for having us. No, thank you for coming on. Yeah, man. And I've learned a lot tonight. I've learned a lot tonight. I've learned that <laughs> judgment is, is 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 everything. And these people are judging these women for no reason when they're just trying to practice their religion. And Wiccan's not a bad thing. It's a natural religion. And it's, exactly. a, it's a spiritual path. And that's what it is. But... Yeah. I mean, I want to hand the show over to you guys for a second and let you guys sort of plug if you've got any events coming up, if you've got any shows coming up, I'll hand it over to you guys. So, take it away. Thank you. So, I'll cover YouTube. Sarah can cover the rest. Um, (laughs) So, we are Equilibrium Collective. Uh, We do have a platform on YouTube where we stream weekly shows. Uh, We have four different sets of shows that goes out and it covers everything from oddities, paranormal history to just general conversations, interviews, reviews and and views. Um, we do that once a week and we do little episodes as well, which we're just developing now. Um, so you can find us on YouTube over in Equilibrium Collective UK. Cool. We are also on TikTok and Instagram. If you want to check us out there, it's eq.co.uk. Um, we have just finished our demon series, I believe. Jess has done a fantastic job of compiling mm. like information about various demons, so check that out. Um, oh, we do. 
Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I'll be like, checking that one out. That okay. Yeah. yeah. Have a look at that. I've mentioned it, so you know, go for your life. Um, on um, Instagram, we just update everyone on what we're doing in the team, and we've got another um, premiere coming up on Thursday as well. Oh. Over on YouTube. Over yeah. on YouTube. But watch, watch that. Yeah. Oh. So the demon series is on tiktok right yes yeah i'll be checking it out right if you do of course you will i will do (laughs) thank you thank you so much for having us and listening to our stuff no thank you for coming on really really enjoyed it tonight really really enjoyed it um we've come to a bit of the show now where i seem to be slacking a bit and ben's gonna put his face right up to the camera but (laughs) we've come to the end of the show so I want to thank Equilibrium Paranormal for coming on tonight. It's been really, really fun talking about Wiccans. Definitely have to do it again. And um, just remember, guys, if there's no other explanation, there is always the other dimension. Take care, guys. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.